This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Jeremy Piv, the great Jeremy Piven, <laughs> is in the studio. Guys, Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you for coming. Oh, man. It's, there's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> Said absolutely no one ever. This poor At guy, man. At 7 o'clock in the... I know, right? Oh, my goodness. It's dumb, isn't it? What time do you normally get up? Uh, you know, it's that's a great question. And uh, I, you know, it's hard to say. But if I don't have to wake up early, I really don't. Yeah. So, um, but it's just an honor to be here and, and watch this transition. Uh, tonight... I'm going to be at the at the Funny Bone, uh, right next to the Rusty Chuckle Bucket in a mall. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, ap- apparently now we have 11 people coming. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it'll be a small intimate gathering. Uh, just me and a couple of strangers just hanging out. But what I will say is, if you guys say Q102, yes, when you show up, I'm going to give them a free meet and greet. Because, really? Yeah. Nice. Let me tell you why. Because um, no one's showing up. No, that's right. No, Jeremy, we didn't even know until exactly. Well, this is that's the, what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank we, you. We, we need to. That's why I'm here at silly o'clock to tell the good people of Cincinnati adjacent. Is that the official title of? You Liberty? can call it that. That'll work. Sure. Yeah. Liberty, yeah. Oh yeah, Liberty, you're up. I live up there. The birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's. Um, <laughs> It's this is and she makes that drive. It's a nice mall, though. No, listen, it's listen. I I shop at Forever Forty One. I mean, Forever Twenty One. And this is the type of hilarity you can expect. We in the studio. I don't know if I said it, but ladies and gentlemen, we have Jeremy Piven here in the studio. I don't worry about. I got you, brother. We're all good, and we're here talking to him. What's going on, guys? What's happening? We're happy to have you. Number one, number two. I mean, I know a lot of people, you've been on the road since what, this fall doing stand-up, touring around the country? Uh, for most of my adult life, yeah. But you have a background in comedy, so these yeah. people who were surprised that you're doing stand-up, I guess yeah. shouldn't be, right? Well, I, this is this is what I want people to come in and see the show and, and check it out for themselves, because, uh, yeah, I grew up doing um, sketch comedy at Second City and been on stage since I was about eight years old and probably done about 70 movies and... Many TV shows and and all roads lead to stand up. Basically, what made you want to decide to do this? I mean, you're a wickedly successful actor. Well, they movies. they told me that I had an opportunity to do morning radio in, <laughs> in, in certain areas, and I went, you know what, man, I hate sleeping in. I want I, I want to hang with strangers. 
I, I want to look at signed Andy Dalton jerseys at silly o'clock. No. Um, you know what? I, I, I love making people laugh. And uh, it's just I, I remember doing some charity in, 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 in L.A. at the Laugh Factory. And I had such a great time. And the idea of, like, coming up with a joke, you know, when you're by yourself that you think is funny and then having a group of people laugh. You know, it's addictive, and I, I just, I got the bug, and I'm, I'm having a blast. And, you know, a comic recently said to me, man, are you are you making people laugh from the beginning to the end? And I said, you know, I'm really not, and I'm viciously mediocre. No, I said, I, I absolutely am, and it's, it's the great th- thrill of my life, because, you know, when I do, they may know me, you know, from Entourage or whatever, and um, I'm going to help the listeners at home, because they want to be <laughs> They don't have the visuals. voice. Yeah. I know the voice. The yeah. voice is very recognizable. Yeah. Though. Mm-hmm. So, so if they may, you know, know me from those type of things, um, then it's a chance for me to get in there and for them to get to know me and figure out selfishly who I am and what I think is funny, and observations, stories about my life, uh, impressions. Um, I do a forty-seven uh, minute puppet show. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Those, these are just this is the type of hilarity that you can expect at the Funny Bone tonight <laughs> at the Liberty. What mall is it? Uh, Liberty, Liberty Center. Center. Mm-hmm. See how I did that? That was nice. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, with all of those different types of comedy, you obviously you write. You know, you do improv, and there's a lot of prep work. I would I would imagine that you know, goes into it. What has it been like when you're actually in the room? How has it been dealing with hecklers and just getting used to it, cutting your teeth kind of? Yeah. You know, I'll never forget the first time I I got up there. And as I said, you know, I was pretty much born. My parents have a theater, the Piven Theater that a lot of people, you know, went to and stuff. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440. Or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So I was very, you know, I'm very at home on, on the stage. And the stand-up stage is completely different. I just remember it was very surreal. I just remember being up there going, well, this is home, but I'm, terrified all of a sudden and I literally was pinned against the back wall and couldn't come down stage really and it was terrifying and Russell Peters who was performing with me had to literally just bring me down he had to physically bring me down it was like it was like being on you know on a really tall building and I was afraid of heights and then since then it's just been great to get my sea legs and uh and just just do these shows and uh and get better and I'm doing you know I did 250 shows last year and uh, somebody had to do five to eight shows a week. And uh, so, you know, I mean, the reason why you know who I am is I have a work ethic. And I'm just a stage actor from Chicago. And so I took that work ethic into stand-up. And here we are. And when you talk about that work ethic, yeah. you've done a lot of, like, you've had a lot of roles. You, I've heard you talk about this where you maybe had one line in the whole movie. But you yeah. use that as an opportunity to really 
capitalize on, maximize on that, and get directors to really notice you. Yeah, it's not even a. It, it, the intention was, you know, to get the intention was to make it as funny as possible and and to get more scenes um, so that I could, you know, maybe get out of the pool house because I was living in the pool house. <laughs> no, but like you know, any 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 one of the first forty movies I did before Entourage, even you know Rush Hour Two with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. My only line was, may I help you? And if you watch that film, I just go on and on and on. And that's what I'll say to anyone who wants to kind of, you know, make it and, and have a career is just be overprepared. And then so that when you when they do call your number, you're ready. So that like with me, I'm doing a scene and they don't yell cut. So when they don't yell cut, I just keep going. Yeah. So I said to Chris Tucker, you know, so you got the mochaccino skin. Let's put a dead animal on you. <laughs> buttercream, buttercream, crocs skin, buttercream. What's below the waist? Mystery meat. And he goes, hey, sweetness. And I go, little Kim, it's spicy. I'll go pull some items. And um, that's basically, that's how you do it. That's how you do the damn thing. You just got to come ready, ready, ready to ready, prepared, and it, it kind of like I am with this interview right, right. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the speed of uh, right now is very different from the Ari Gold that some of us may be used to. Your yeah. energy, you know. Yeah, but like yeah. even but Ari Gold, that character was originally yeah. supposed to be like a background character, right? Like yeah. in the first episode, how much screen time? Every did character they- I've ever done is supposed to be a background character. Um, no, Ari Gold had one scene in the pilot uh, with the great Kevin Connolly who played E. And we were at a sushi restaurant, and and my character was saying things, just insanity. And uh, I just knew that it was a great show and that people are very curious about the backstage life of Hollywood and and the pedigree of shows surrounding us, you know, like Sopranos and Sex and the City. We just were in great company. And if we all just kind of worked hard and did did our jobs, and we might have a shot, and we did, and we got lucky. And it just goes to show you, like, our show ran eight years in a movie, like, now... You know, it's just there's so much product out there that's hard to cut through it all. You know, so not, not you know, it's hard for a show to to get people's attention. Did you like doing that that type of format, the TV thing, where it's year after year after year? Do you prefer movies? Yeah. Uh, TV was TV's great. That particular show was was amazing because it was shot in L.A. I was living there, and it was an ensemble show, so it was the it was the perfect scenario for me. I could you know lay low and get ready. And come out firing, as opposed to just like maybe being on set every single day, you know, um, and that you're always playing catch up, you know, running home at night, learning lines, getting back. But with Ari Gold, you know, the other guys were out, you know, at a pool party, living the dream, and then they smash cut to me yelling at Lloyd in an, in an office. <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems like so much fun, and you're so good at it, and you're obviously successful. I just think it's such a ballsy, brave thing to say, I'm going to try this. You know, I'm kind of unproven, especially See, now. Well, with- it's, it's nice of you to say that. But for me, to be honest, like I'm a stage actor. So for me, it's it's what I know and, and kind of what I do best. And stand up is a, is a different gear, but the same engine so that I can adapt and adjust and uh and get in there and and go for it. And I'm actually shooting a documentary about the journey. And so, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna give people a chance to see what what this was like for me, because we haven't seen that yet. I don't think someone out there that we know that we have a reference for trying something new and and making a fool of himself. Yeah, what? the vulnerability in that. 
I mean, it, how is that a challenge? What about it is the the toughest well, putting yourself out there? Yeah, I think I, I think if you know your limitations and you know, okay, listen, the thing is, if I hadn't done my work and I hadn't gone out there and really, um, you know, got a ton of reps, went into you know even dive bars and and tried my material um, until and honed it until it was really right then I, I I wouldn't have earned the position to be in a mall in Liberty Township <laughs> next to Forever 41 and the Rusty Chuckle Bucket. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got to, I've got to, tr- you know. It's humbling though, it, right? It, uh, it is humbling. Yeah, the first time I bombed, I was at a little dive bar and I just remember bombing so badly that I thought, not only am I not funny now, but I've never in my life been funny. <laughs> ever. There's never a moment when I've actually, it, it, it actually reversed any funniness that I ever had. It made you question. Everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I got up there and I, I, I my first line was, uh, you guys are probably wondering what I'm doing up here. And some dude goes, yeah, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not good. <laughs> I don't think this is going to go well. What's it been uh, like, uh, like seeing America opposite of the L.A. lifestyle? Well, like being I, here in Ohio, I think yeah, every room well, is different, right? Yeah, no, I love it. You have to understand, I'm from Chicago, so this is yeah. this feels like home to me. Um, but my first job out of college was with a guy named Chris Farley. You can remember that far oh back. Oh my goodness! And that was uh, at Second City, and so they would put you in these uh, these these vans, these Ram Charger vans, and you would just go around the country and do stand, and you would do do stand up, Freudian slip, do sketch comedy, and. I basically thought I was living the dream. I thought, literally, this is the greatest job in the history of jobs. It doesn't get any better. With him. Uh, oh, my just, God. Just, well, they separated us because we were, we were both problem children. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We had to be separated. Um, but, yeah, you, you're in these vans, and I just thought, wait a minute. I get, I, I get to sleep in a van. I get to, like, go around and get paid to, do, to, 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 to be funny. I just thought, this is it. This is, it doesn't get any better than this. And... Uh, so that was incredible, and so that's part of my background, you know. So I love seeing the country and and meeting people that, um, you know, that may, that may have a reference for me, and they may be fans or whatever. And I wouldn't have gotten a chance to meet otherwise. That's why, if you say Q one hundred two, and 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 call now, or actually, you know, just go to the website at the funny. What is the Funny Bone website, by the way? The Funny Bone website, funnybone dot com. Liberty.funnybone.com. Say it again. Liberty.funnybone.com. Man, you will do anything I say. (laughs) I've never never felt so powerful. Ron Burgundy, (laughs) right there. Yeah, anything you write down on a piece of paper, he'll read it. Ron Burgundy. Do you think he looks like John Cusack? I think that he, let me see. With glasses? I think there is a, yeah, there's there's something going on there. Isn't there a little yes. bit? That's the celebrity oh that, God. yeah, that you we know, always you know say because he, he does. Like, he does look like he's in the family. He's definitely in the Cusack he could family. Be rel- now you're good friends with John, right? Yeah, you Big definitely bets. look like. You're, are you are you black Irish? Are you? Is that your? Background? He is Irish. I'm 37 percent Irish. 37 percent Irish. Irish. There you go. How about that? I'm 60 percent Cherokee. <laughs> I love when people say that. It's like shut up. No, you're not. You're not. No one is. But you've done like you, you what? Know, you can't say Eskimo anymore. Did you know that? Really? What oh, is I it? What is that. the politically correct uh, term now? Um, I think it's um, frozen uh, uh, Native um, Indian. 
Really? No, well, I don't know. But it's something what, like that. It's several words. No, but that, See, already, already I might have offended someone. Yeah, you just probably by, did. But that but no? that needle is moving constantly. That PC yes. needle is moving constantly. Correct. And you're getting into comedy at a time where yeah. I, I, I don't know what's funny anymore to people, you know? Uh, is that yeah. hard to navigate? It, it is hard to navigate. Um, at the same time, you got guys like Dave Chappelle who are brilliant and and, and fearless and doing their thing. There's so many great Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries and all, all those guys and um, Eliza Schlesinger and, and, and there's, there's a Ali Wong. I could just keep going forever, but I, I think it's, I think it's your job to figure out how to be funny. Cause we all need to laugh right now. Like, um, God, there's so many jokes I want to do right now, but I can't on the radio. Are you dirty? I'm not dirty, but you swear a lot. Jeff's I, got I don't, the delay on. I don't swear a lot. <laughs> I don't swear a lot, but there's, but there, yeah, but there, I have to say there are some jokes that like are coming up in my head right now that I really, you would have to come to the funny bone at Liberty, 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 <laughs> I get, Liberty Township, Town, <laughs> Liberty Center, Liberty Center, Center. Liberty, yeah. Center. Liberty, Liberty Center, Center, in Liberty Township. Yeah. And, and are these jokes that are just coming up <laughs> off the top of your head or, or is it all like planned out and calculated when you're on stage how much of it is improv and how much of it is sketched out well that's that's i mean the 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 journey of a stand-up is interesting because you 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 figure out what your act is and um that can come this is a lot of trial and error but the reality is to be you know to be responsible to your audience you do need a set you know and so you know the bare bones of where you're going to go with it and then every audience is completely different, you know. Yeah. So you got to see, like, okay, what are they getting? You know, maybe it's maybe it's a you know a right wing crowd that you might throw throw a Trump situation out there, and they get confused. And then you got to call an audible, right? <laughs> and um, and then you know you're talking to the crowd, and something comes up, and you so you have to be able to to think it right on your feet. But that's sometimes where new great material comes from. That's what keeps it interesting and fun for you, I would guess. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes I just get people just screaming, Lloyd! <laughs> and then, nice. you know, and then I just go, I'm sorry, sir, do you have Tourette's? Okay, what's going on right now? Is there any chance that you would ever reprise that particular Ari Gold again if a, if a movie opportunity or something or some kind of reboot presented itself? You know, it just would it would just depend on the situation. It's interesting because right now uh, I feel like I mean, even the other night, I don't know if you, if you guys saw this, but they they did a special uh, where Woody Harrelson played Archie Bunker. Yeah, saw that. Yes. that was amazing. Jamie Foxx, right? Um, George Jefferson, and and, and it Marissa did well. Tomei. I'm sure it did well because I think that all that stuff is like comfort food. You know, I mean, you even see that like there are certain shows on Netflix that are trending. That are shows from 10, 15 years ago. I think people, you know, podcasts, you know, radios is is huge. It's bigger than ever because I think technology is moving at the speed of light and it's it's kind of separating right. us. And we're all have our noses buried in Snapchat. And I feel like a, a rotary phone in a Snapchat world because I'm a kind of a caveman. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. It's like, you know, it's like everything's moving at the speed of light. You know, suddenly like. You know, they're putting now a, a, a baby face on top of your face 
and then <laughs> it just keeps going. And then there's these gifts that they that they put out there. Right. And, gifts or gifs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. G- gifs. Is that what you call them? I don't. See, I, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People say and, both. And then and then they'll send it to you. And then they and then they're like, "Ha, huh? I am hilarious." Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's you. Did you create that? Did you create this baby face situation? No. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know where the exploding eggplant button is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm very confused. <laughs> I mean, we can kind of relate to you. You know, you're just happy on stage. You love performing. You love making people laugh. And I guess this is why we get up at the at the crack of dawn and do what we do. You know, yeah. that's the price we Not pay. Not to, to just... imply that we make people laugh. No, but just to make someone laugh because I've heard everyone listens to the station. We, we have a lot of yeah. we have a lot of people in our family. There you go. Who <laughs> love you. There you go. <laughs> it's true, but I feel like at any moment you're going to say, "And Jeremy, the truth is, this actually isn't being recorded. No. <laughs> we just, we just wanted to see you. <laughs> Hello, and this is my cousin Craig. And he wants to do a FaceTime with you. Hi, Craig. <laughs> We're very grateful that you got up at this hour. Yes. Oh man, I'm still in bed, man. I'm not even here. <laughs> nice. No, no, I'm, I'm honored to be here. And honored to be at the Funny Bone tonight. Yes. In the Liberty. How many shows tonight? I have two, actually two shows tonight and two shows tomorrow. And once again, if if people say Q102, let's do a free meet and greet, take some pictures and, and hang out. And yeah, there's, it's a, it's a nice little mall. We can walk around together and uh, talk about the old times, (laughs) you know? This is so cool. I love that Jeremy Piven stopped by the show. I know. We feel very special. And uh, I feel special. That you guys talk to me. I, I'm not joking, <laughs> and I'm not trying to blow smoke when I say, yeah. and I told these guys before you were even in the room that I think you're one of the greatest actors of our generation. Wow. And I you. think that there are a lot of actors, especially guys like you, who, you know, you, you had so many of these small roles, and they just, you made them bigger than life, and the ultimate result is, and I don't even know how many people are aware of this sometimes often it's after the fact when they get these lifetime achievement awards but yeah. i don't think you get enough credit for what you do in your craft and thank you for sharing your talent with us well thank you man that's that's why i'm here and that's why i'm, I'm traveling across the country is is to connect with people and and to hopefully make them laugh in real time because that's you know like you know some of the stuff people may know me for like you know I, i've been making i've been in people's living rooms not in a creepy way but just performing and I just haven't been able to see, you know, them laugh. And now I get it. But also for me, selfishly, to be honest with you, it, this is all my material. And I've been doing other people's material. So this is like my coming out party. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Right. yeah Directing, producing, you're doing it all. I was just going to say, that's got to feel good. Like when you're in the room and you're getting that instant reaction that you don't necessarily get on a screen. You know, right. you don't have an audience when you're on the set of a TV show or right. a movie, right? Exactly. So this is this is incredibly fun. And like... You know, I, I've been looking for freedom creatively for my whole life, so it's like, be careful what you wish for. You know, and here I am at, at a mall in in, in Liberty Township. Mm-hmm. You know, life I'll is make, good, man. Life, life is, is good. good. I'm living a dream. I'm peeking. Yeah, you got to go see. No, I'm literally peeking right now. Jeremy Piven will be at the Funny Bone at Liberty Center tonight. He's got two shows tonight, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. You guys better call that website because, woo, they're going fast. Like hot cakes. Tomorrow you could see Jeremy Piven. Yes. Again, Funny Bone, Liberty Center, two shows, 7 and 10. Uh, it's a 21 and up show. 
But yes, as Jeremy said, there were tickets still available. So if you'd like to go, visit liberty.funnybone.com and see the great Jeremy Piven. And Woo! he said, if you if you say, how do you do with it? If they say Q, Jeff and Jen on Q102, yeah. Jeff and he'll Jen. do a meet and greet with you. How about that? Meet Jeremy Piven tonight. And you're not even yeah. going to charge him. It's just say Q102. Just say Q102. Let's just get it on. Come on. All right. Forget it. I'm Jewish, but I'm not that cheap. <laughs> Thank you again, Thank Jeremy you. Piven. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was Good great night. having you. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.